Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Hello, race fans to In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast, your one stop source for everything racing. And I, what else can I say, man? Preston's here. On a Sunday afternoon, post-race weekend, uh, crazy weekend, man. It really has been. No, not really. No. <laughs> not <laughs> not really. really. Well, we finally got all of, all of our kinks kicked off. We're ready to go streaming on YouTube here in a matter of minutes. But Preston, how's it been, man? Uh, busy. A little bit of slow weekend. Well, slow and busy. I don't know. In the world of racing, just a, as I would call it, a business as usual kind of thing so it was a business as usual week and kind of a lackluster weekend if yeah, you ask me yeah it did me. really feel like that honestly and I, it was just unfortunate that it was that lackluster and that kind of kind of dull yeah it did it yeah i don't know it's just those mile and a half tracks are always i don't know just they seem really like you said lackluster and then you know, I tuned into the ARCA race for like a couple laps and I was just like, eh, it didn't really seem all, and it sounds like it really wasn't that great of a race either. I guess I didn't really miss, miss much of anything on the truck race. F1 was a little, eh, too, I don't know. The whole weekend was just, eh. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get the streaming up running and then we'll get back into what we think of the race weekend with fan interactions and try to get fans interacting with it. And now we are live on YouTube here, bringing you all the action from this weekend's, as we said in the opening, lackluster races. And first things first, Preston, 
How do you like the new setup? I mean, last week we had a kind of a disaster thing. Now it's just a wide shot thing. One thing, just look at your phone whenever. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just, you know, setup's nice. It's, uh, I, I don't know. It feels a little bit more laid back now, I guess. You yeah, it's just a little more laid back I now. I don't feel like I'm at it like a, um, I don't feel like, like a news reporter. Yeah, you know, you're not at business meeting. See, now, yeah. <laughs> I must say this. Whenever I showed everybody our setup on YouTube and stuff, they were talking about, man, it looks like you guys are in different rooms, different places with the split screen. I thought it was a good setup. Yeah. But Who now, said that? Oh, I'm not going to tell you the names. <laughs> but but now it's just now we're just two guys relaxing, talking, racing, and we get fan interaction. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. And if you're joining us on YouTube Live, welcome and getting ready for a, as Preston would put it, a lackluster weekend. Yep, absolutely. That's about the best word I'd come up now, with. Now, why, why would you say it's lackluster? I, I mean, what about the weekend? Because we had uh, the Formula One race in Portugal, two races at Kansas with a truck and cup races in NASCAR, and a Texas race, a very exciting race at Indian Indy for Indy cars at Texas. What happened? I mean, well, I didn't get to catch any of the Indy races over the weekend. There was just a lot going on. I tried to tune into the ARCA race the other day. And I watched a couple of laps, and I was like, this looks like it's boring. It sounded very boring. Ty Gibbs led all 100 laps in, I mean, okay, all right. I don't want to go off the rails here, but the weekend pretty much started frustrating me from the point that I saw people talking about it on Twitter. Ooh, Ty Gibbs led all 100 laps. How great. That's awesome. He's so good. He's no, a, not really. I need to driver. see him in a... Eh. He's probably in some really good Joe Gibbs backed equipment. So well, I need to yeah, see him more in the Xfinity series before I can say, "Oh man, he's such a great driver." It's like watching Kyle Busch in the Truck series. Well, yeah, Kyle Busch goes down there and dominates. It's just like, eh, whatever. I mean, it is kind of boring when you when you have the drivers in the best equipment racing the best races they can, and yeah, leading. If a driver leads all laps from green flag or lights out to checkered flag, it's boring. You're finally feeling my pain with Formula One and Lewis Hamilton. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet, so don't worry. But anyways, so it was that, and then the truck race. I didn't get to watch either truck or Indy. Um, it doesn't sound like I missed much with truck. Kyle Busch won, which, I mean, usually when he's there. Well, let's take a step back here. We're going way too fast, man. Just want to uh, welcome everybody to the show, first of all. Welcome to the show. Yeah. We're glad you're here, whether mm-hmm. you're on the Unhinged Sports Network on your, or on your regular podcast platform, or if you're watching us on YouTube Live, let us know you're here. And if you are if you didn't catch the show on YouTube Live, check us out on YouTube. If you'd rather listen to the show or watch the show. Yeah. If you're more of a watcher, YouTube is a place to be for all your <laughs> In the Marvels content. More content to come, especially this weekend at Darlington. We'll get more into that later. That's a lot of fun, but we're glad you're here. New new setup, growing pains. I thought of adding something else, but we decided against it, so everything got scratched with that, but right. everything can be fixed in post, and everything can be fixed over time with OBS, and you can do everything you want. But let us know if you're here on YouTube or if you're on, here on Wherever, if you're here on YouTube joining us, let us know. We have a lot of fun doing this. And if you're on your regular podcast platform, thank you for listening. We've had great numbers as of late. Looking forward to better success here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think the and you're doing fine. Everything's going fine. Yeah. You, you said I think you said that at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Just to reiterate for the guys watching on YouTube now. Yeah, just uh, busy. Uh, yeah. Weekends been busy and stuff. You know, it just I haven't. Haven't really been able to catch a whole lot of racing over the weekend. No, and 
it, it was a kind of a if you uh, up and down weekend for me. We'll get more into that. Do you, but first of all, do you have any news? Because I don't have any news. Not really. Uh, the only, I guess, main thing about um, Eric McClure, yeah, which was weird, finding out that he passed away today on a yeah, Sunday. And he was in his forties. Yeah, forty-two, I believe it was. But no cause of death. Because uh, I, didn't no. f- I couldn't find anything on cause of death. Eric McClure. And I remember the name. Once I yeah. heard the name and saw it on Twitter mm-hmm. that he did pass, and it was like, well, I'm re- I recognize the name. All I heard he posted as recent as like yesterday, like on Saturday. Oh, maybe it was a car accident. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm, that's not confirmed. I've heard, yeah, I've heard different. I mean, like uh, his fiance had put it out that, you know, he had been dealing with depression over the years and a couple other things. That doesn't sound promising. Concussions. Because he dealt with a lot of concussions, two concussions, I guess, basically wow. put him out of racing. But uh, something about kidney failure at one point, like last year or two years ago, something like that. Getting right. close, I don't know. Probably something medically. I don't know, man. I well, don't know. pray for his family. Pray for everybody involved with that. That's a bummer. Nobody likes to hear about anybody dying. That's really unfortunate. But that's about the only piece of news I have. Yeah, it's, it's really been a slow week for news. But I, I, I have a feeling we're going to be a little more in tune, especially with. The lady in black coming up this week. Man, the lady oh, I, is, I can't wait. The lady, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the. Uh, yeah, the lady's waiting for me. She's probably going to we're gonna shoot have, me up and spit me out or something. Well, again, morning. we're going to have special details coming up at the end of the show on fake on YouTube and everything like that. So stay tuned for that and let us know what you think about them or if we should do more or less. I don't, and we'll, we'll let you know all about that at the end of the show. But getting into the Formula One race, no surprise here. Portugal Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton, who started second, he was third. He dropped a third on, behind Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas. Didn't take him long to va- pass Verstappen. Didn't take him long to pass Bottas. And that's all she wrote going in, heading into his 97th career win. Yep, absolutely. Now, what, I mean, because you being the Formula One guy of the show, I should say the open wheel guy of the show, mm-hmm. it really has to strike you perfectly in order to make it happen, in order to just, be a good race in Formula One where this is so exciting. And I've heard you in the past say Lewis Hamilton dominating. He did so well, but all the stuff in the back and the racing and like that. But what made this race so different for you? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the fact that, like I had referred, that the whole week, weekend felt as business as usual. But, you know, I didn't get to see it live. I had to wait a few hours after to watch it. And, you know, it was in it was. A decently exciting start, not as exciting as we've seen the uh, first two races of the season. Right. Nothing crazy happened. Kimi Raikkonen got into his teammate and knocked the whole wing off. Yeah, that was that, crazy. I, mean, I that thought was, the wing exploded at first, but yeah, nope. that's what it looked like too. Kimi Raikkonen doesn't make those mistakes. Yeah, the Iceman of, of Formula One doesn't make those no, mistakes, and he all. just ran right into the back of no. his teammate. And whoops, I mean, Oops. stuff happens. Yeah, it happens. But I mean, you know. I thought that we were going to get an exciting race because it was windy all weekend and you have all these eleva- elevation changes. I mean, right. they literally say it's almost like a roller coaster and that track it is. I mean, it's up and down, up and down everywhere. So I thought we were going to see a lot of sliding around, but it just, it didn't seem that way. You know, Lewis got pushed back to third, whatever, because Verstappen ran him well into one. But you know, once you give him a little bit of time to work on it, that was it. Yeah, he passed for stab and they passed Botas. I think he took the lead on like lap sixteen, and it was. I mean, the writing is pretty much on the wall. It seems like if Lewis Hamilton takes the lead, you just kind of know. So it just, I think it just had to do with the combination of the weekend. I was just like, eh, you know, there was there was passing in the race and stuff, but it wasn't as exciting. Yeah, it, it was just wasn't. I mean, there it's and, not to me. 
and you can say this about any form of racing, whether it be Formula One, NASCAR, IndyCar, any form of racing, if there's no racing for the lead, even the, today's cup race was just kind of lackluster. But the racing in the weekend, and I don't know whether it's I'm just excited for Darlington next weekend, knowing I'll be at the racetrack. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but the racing this weekend was an edge of my seat racing. And no. I, we haven't seen edge of your seat racing in I, well, I haven't in Formula One in years. I haven't seen it in NASCAR for a couple years. IndyCar is kind of iffy on that. I don't know what it was with Scott Dixon this weekend in Texas, but he just dominated. I don't like to see domination. A lot of people like to see that. A lot of people like to see it kind of like an Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Just dominate, 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 win every weekend. Mm-hmm. With racing, I want to see people try to dethrone the king. And take the hill. Yeah. For lack of a better words, I want to see that. But at, and it's, it's kind of unfortunate that we got that this weekend, but I'm with you. The Formula One race, once Lewis Hamilton took a lead, I could hit fast forward on the remote and I did all the way through and the race is over. Hamilton won. We had company today. My dad came by on his motorcycle. So we had lunch. So that's why I kind of pushed through the race. And then, well, you I didn't, didn't really I, miss I, didn't, much, I didn't miss so. anything. <laughs> So it's okay that you did. But, so, but he, it's just, it, you know, you bring it up. You want, in racing, you want them to dethrone the king. But, I mean, with Formula One, that's not really possible because of the way the points are set up. So now if Lewis Hamilton wins, he gets 25 points. Verstappen finishes second. That's 18. He's like six, six no, or no. seven points. Hamilton's going to win his eighth championship. I it's mean, just, we, there's we, nothing. But I'm just, I'm comparing it in the points. Right. You get so much for first and then second place. It's like, Seven points behind. I think you're starting to kind of realize the the crappiness of the Formula One system here. Oh, it's I'm, great, I've realized now, that it's a great racing division. It's full history. Yeah. I I we want to go to Miami, but to sit there and invest time in something you know is not going to happen. For Staffing might contend with Hamilton one or two races, but for the rest of the time, Hamilton's going to be in the lead, win, and he's going to lock up the championship with three four races to go. It it's boring. It's been boring for me for years. Once Hamilton leaves, there's going to be somebody else to come in, and they're going to dominate until somebody else can figure out a way to get around them and get down and take care of them. That's what it's going to be like in Formula One, and that's the problem with Formula One. Well, I think that's why they've come up with that whole thing about no, no, the, well, the spending cap for next year. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that because if they wanted to make changes to it, they should have implemented the spending cap this year. But no, there's a new car coming out. There, hint, or there go a spending cap come in, change everything. But I don't, I don't, I've got to, once I see it, I'll believe it. Yeah. I, I'm a doubter when it comes to the Formula One changing anything. Cause right now their British fans are happy. Nobody else cares. The whole weekend. I mean, we'll get into every single race, but it just, uh, you know, this weekend. I just, I'm trying not to really bag on NASCAR because there's a couple things that's on the Cup Series that when we get there, I have a few choice words. I'm not gonna, okay. I'm not gonna go off the rails, but I have some choice words for NASCAR. So as a fan, I'm not happy with the product right now, at least this weekend. No, and um, I think we'll have to get more into that once we get talking about NASCAR. But how do you rate the Formula One race? Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> let me go back to my notes here because I have to get it out of my notes. Uh, memorability three. Wow. Yeah. So explain that to me. You're usually a Formula One guy who rates the Formula One races so high in that level. Mm-hmm. Memorability three. Why Why is that? It was not 
I mean, we, we, you, like you said, I've, this weekend, I guess I just saw it, the writing on the wall, Lewis Hamilton takes the lead. There's nothing crazy about it. I mean, obviously nobody challenged, nobody could challenge him after that. I mean, yeah, you know, Sergio Perez was in the lead at one point, but that's because pit stops were happening, so they left him out there. And of course, Lewis Hamilton went to pass him, and he's like, blue flags, blue flags, where are the blue flags? And, you know, Lewis's team was like, yeah, he's in the lead. And he's like, oh, like, Lewis Hamilton just expects you know, that all these Hamilton, slow cars on the track are supposed to be a lap see, down. See, that's right? what I don't like about Lewis Hamilton. You talked about it last week. Is like, when, if we go to Miami, I want you to in, interview Lewis Hamilton. It's like, what makes him so entitled that he could just say, move over and pass? Because I remember this happened a couple of years ago. I want to say Valtteri was his teammate. And Valtteri was in the lead, and Lewis Hamilton was behind him. And he said, move Valtteri out of the way so I can go. Total Wolf gets on, or whoever the team principal is. Valtteri moved for Hamilton. Sure enough, Valtteri moved for Hamilton. Hamilton goes. Wins the race. I forget which race it is, but whatever. doesn't matter. It could be any race on the schedule. You could pick a name. It's like, yeah, it was probably that race. <laughs> but then the roles were switched. Valtteri had a fast car at one race, and Hamilton didn't. He was just struggling. Something wasn't hooking up right. Maybe the wrong compound in the tires or something. They get on the radio and say, Lewis, Mel, move out of the way for Valtteri. He has the faster car. Move out of the way for him. And he said, no. If he wants to pass me, he'll pass me. I mean, what an entitled prick Lewis Hamilton is. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse whatsoever in a team sport like that to do that. Now, I understand. I can I can see both ways. Let's say this. I can see both ways. Is If I'm in the lead and somebody's in... For instance, you're my teammate, and they said, move over for Preston, he's coming. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay right here, and if he wants to pass me, he'll pass me. Right. But flip it, and if I'm behind you and you're slow, I'm going to probably say, I'm faster than him, the time show it, move out of the way. I won't move until I know that you're close enough, and I think that I probably shouldn't race you for it. In that case, oh, I'll just let right. him go. But at the same, he feels so entitled, and I don't think... I don't like Lewis Hamilton anymore. I've never really liked Lewis Hamilton. But this is going to be interesting. This is how I rated the race. Memorability, 5. Excitement, 4. Unpredictability, 5. Ex competitiveness, 4. And intensity, 4. Overall rating, 5.2. For the F1 race? For the F1 race. Oh, oh, oh wait. Boy. You're still on memorability. Yeah, that's okay, though, because I now I know what you rated it. Oh, and that's okay. good because that mine's lower. <laughs> I, see, and that's crazy that you're the F1 guy and the four open wheel guy and yours is lower. So memorability for you was a free guy. Three, I totally stole your thunder. It's okay. There. No, that's fine. But see, yeah, we can talk about this and we should have a special on here. It's like why Lewis Hamilton stinks. And I just, why, he's, and why like, he, he's a, I'm just saying, you know, he's a, don't get me wrong. He is a good driver. Is, but he, it's a good, just, is he a good driver or is he in good equipment? We refer to. And we've talked about this numerous yeah, times on the show. We refer to what Daniel Ricciardo was asked years ago and. It was in an article that he said it's 75% car, 25% driver. We saw it last year when Lewis Hamilton was out for COVID. George Russell got to go in that car, and that car was still at the front. It's just a different driver. It's just fast. Yeah, and and they botched up the pit stop, which to this day, I can't believe that. Yeah, they I can't believe that they the got stop. that all wrong like that. George Russell was going to get a win, which right. would have been cool to see. It would have been really cool to but see. But it just also affirmed a Firm that but hey, see, I I really, I really truly think last year in Bahrain, and we're talking about the race, I believe the second Bahrain yes, race, yes, the outer loop, the yeah. outer loop. If George Russell would have won that race, Lewis Hamilton's stock would have crashed because uh, then you could put a 
George Russell in a Lewis Hamilton seat for much cheaper than you put a Lewis Hamilton in a Lewis Hamilton seat. I think Botas would have been in trouble for that. You know, both drivers, it would have shown that Mercedes drivers are expendable for one. It would have also shown that the stock and the worth of Lewis Hamilton isn't worth a hill of beans next to how much that car is worth. Right. And it, at, Lewis Hamilton's stock would have plummeted, and that would have been a PR nightmare for Mercedes. 100%. It would have been a PR nightmare. Like, well, if George Russell wins, why, why are you paying Lewis Hamilton hundreds of millions of dollars to drive the car? Right. And the microphone would have been in total space, and he would have had to say with his, you know, <laughs> he would have had to make up some stupid excuse. <laughs> oh, we do not know why uh, it is uh, just like that. And it's, it's ridiculous. It, but Lewis Hamilton's stock would have just plummeted straight up if George Russell would have won that race. Okay, yeah. And, You're probably right. And then guess what? They're going to go, they would have gone to the negotiation table because Lewis Hamilton's contract was up and said, okay, obviously George Russell can do your job and he could do it for 75% less money. Take this money or leave. And he would have said, no, I'm not taking it. Like, we'll get George Russell in here. I would just, that's you know, me. I, w- that's I would me. like to see that was a, what that Lewis Hamilton would look like if he was in a different car, just he, to see. It, no, I can tell you what would happen. It would break down all the time. You would get frustrated. You'd throw his little temper tantrum, his little entitled temper tantrum, and then leave. Because, I, I, you know, we can, I've seen, you know, we have, there are so many good drivers. It's just like watching qualifying. Oh, you have a Ferrari that... Moves into the first. Oh, that's cool. And then Lewis, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, Botas, and Mercedes come through and qualify like a second faster than everybody else. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And everybody's out there driving the crap out of the car, doing really well. And they're like, oh, that's a great time. On and hard, then Mercedes. And then Mercedes comes out on hard tires and just says, <laughs> oh, okay, we got this. Yeah, we're going to go out on mediums over your softs, and we're still going to go a second faster right. than it's you ri- are It's ridiculous. Time, so but it's, what is anybody, is anybody on Facebook or YouTube saying? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Make sure to get on Facebook. If you're out there listening to In the Marbles on your podcast platform or on the Onion Sports Network, listen to us and watch us on YouTube and, yeah. and interact with us. We love to hear interaction, but memorability free. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so laughs> we almost like we're getting sidetracked, but that's right. okay. That's what we're here for. We're here to just shoot the crap and talk about racing. That's right. That's man. okay. You know, we have our own opinions and that's cool. If you don't, if you disagree with our opinions, hey, hey you should probably tell us. Hey, let us know on. <laughs> yeah, let us know on live. YouTube Live if you're here. And if not, let us know on Facebook or Twitter later on in the week whenever you listen on your favorite podcast platform or, you know, however you listen to your podcast. But that's not the deal right now. Anyways, right. excitement three, uh, intensity four, competitiveness four. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, I'm always like, oh, the midfield is battling. It just didn't really seem like there was a whole lot going on there. Right. Unpredictability two. Okay, I could give you that. <laughs> 3.2 was the final. 3 point. I've yes. never heard you rate a race I that know. low, it's, let alone think, a Formula 1 race. I'm telling you, I think it was just the the combination of the weekend. You know, I just, I got up this morning and I watched the pre-race show for F1, a little bit of it, before I went to church. I got home and I went to turn it on and I was just like, something was just like, you know what? I just don't feel like anything is going to be different today. Right. And then Botash jumped out to lead. Verstappen was second. I was like... Okay, I can get down with this for a second. And then as Hamilton was closing in, I was like, oh, boy. And then when he finally took the lead, I was like, I think I know where this is going. Right. <laughs> so No, I, I, I knew exactly where there I was going Maybe it's to. because I didn't watch it live. I didn't get to see it live. No, but. no, it doesn't matter. I mean, the glorious thing about the DVR and when Hamilton takes the lead, you hit fast forward. You see the numbers tick down. Hamilton's still in the lead. And then he wins. It's like, well, that took five minutes, Vice. 
I'll say an this. Hour. I'll say this. It's I'm telling you, it's because it was the combination of the way the weekend went, but also I think waking up today, I was like, I told myself, NASCAR's racing at Kansas. I don't see this being the good race either. And boy, when we get there, we'll get there. But <laughs> right. But the so, Formula One race kind of a bust. Yeah, yeah I'd say this weekend, weekend was a bust because. We've been playing it up all season. Well, all season. We're three races in now that it was going to be Max versus Lewis. This is the battle. And sure enough, the first two races it was coming into this past weekend before we raced, Max was only one point behind. Now he's like seven points behind, but it just didn't seem like there was a battle because they weren't close together. There was no battle, especially like last, uh, was it two weeks ago when they raced? Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, after it, you know, it rained. And Lewis battled to get all the way back up into second, I think it was. That was a pretty good race because Lewis had to come through the field. It was at Imola. Yeah, at Imola. So, and then I guess it was exciting because somebody else other than Lewis was in front. Max was in front. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank God. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, this weekend a little bit of a bust. Next weekend at Barcelona, the Catalonia. Eh, We'll see. Eh. Spain's hit or miss. Yeah, it's hit or miss. It's a good track. I love racing at that track. Right. Great track. But uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't know. We will have to wait and see, won't we? But hey, anyways, <laughs> enough of me talking about it. Folks, going to take a quick second here and break from the show and remind everybody out there about In the Marbles online store at Teespring. There you can find all of your In the Marbles gear that you need, such as t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and much more. Show everybody out there, whether it's at the NASCAR races or the local short tracks, that you are a fan and avid listener of In the Marbles. All purchases will help In The Marbles bring you more content in the future. If you just head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Merch tab, there you will find the link to Teespring, or you can head over to Teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash InTheMarbles, and there you will find our online store. And during the month of May, if you use code LUGNUT, it will take 20% off your order. So remember, head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Merch tab, there you will find the link, or teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles again 20% off if you use code lugnut for your entire purchase till the end of May well now we're done with our formula one review a lackluster yeah, formula one preview and Jim watching from the hotel room head of the unhinged sports yeah. network hey, thank you for tuning in to us and yeah obviously if you're Listening to these fools, what am I doing? Well, obviously, you must love us if you're listening to I, us. So. I think you're at the right hey, place. <laughs> Why not? And to everybody else out there, yeah, welcome here. Let us know you're here on YouTube Live and give you a quick shout-out. Tell us what you think of the race weekend, Formula 1, Indy, NASCAR. Let us know. We're getting into the NASCAR race now, the truck series, the Wise Power 200. Like the Formula 1 race, Kyle Busch, the Lewis Hamilton of NASCAR. I, I would say he is the Lewis Hamilton of NASCAR. When it comes to lower divisions. Oh. Oh. Sorry. I'm just calling it how I see it as a fan. He, like I said, I don't think I missed much because Kyle Busch won the truck race. You're right. Well, here's the thing with Kyle Busch and racing in the lower division. I was listening to Series XM the other day, driving home from work, I believe, or or the store. Doesn't matter, really. But (laughs) I was listening. But I was listening to Series XM radio. (laughs) This guy calling in, I don't know his name. I don't know where he's from or else I'd call him out right now on this podcast platform in YouTube. And he said, Kyle Busch being as dominating as he is in the truck series, Xfinity series should be able to race for a championship in those divisions. No, that's no, that's not how this works. No, 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 no,
No, it'd it, be worse. It would. And, and for me, the, the, I only listened to the truck race. I couldn't watch it. I was, I was working yesterday and the TV was down in the bedroom and everybody else was watching TV. And I wasn't going to be that guy coming in. It's like, Hey, we're going to watch race. And everybody would vote me right off the island right then. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. What are you talking about? Get out of here, kid. <laughs> they would have just voted me right off the island. But here's the problem with that. I, well, for one, actually, there's no problem with that, but. You can visualize it, and I think it's kind of better when you hear a story through the radio. Or oh yeah, I, th- I love listening. And the, the guys radio. with MRN and PRN do a great job. Yeah, calling races. They make it. They make a snail race exciting for what it is. It's like he's calling. They make it exciting. They make everything exciting. They have such an energy to them, and they keep it up from start to start finish. to finish to yeah. the broadcast. It's kind of like the leave Davy David Hobbs days in Formula One. They were so excited and passionate about that sport in Formula One, that even watching the IndyCar race and Lee Diffie calling it IndyCar race does a great job. He is the Alan Bestwick of open-wheel racing, calling it right there. But Kyle Busch won, leading, 100, or leading 59 of the 140 laps. Oh, well, that's not that bad. One stage one, one stage two, and oh, was the race the stages, leader. Though. Yeah, he beat the stages, which took away points I, for the guys racing for a <laughs> championship, took away a win... For a potential driver to get into the championship. But one of the notable finishers here, Bailey Curry. Have you heard that name before? Bailey Curry. It all kind of sounds familiar. That name started coming up towards the end of the race. They were starting to talk about Bailey Curry's coming in the top 10. Bailey Curry's in the top 12. And the more and more they're talking about it, towards the end of the race, of course, cautions were an issue and people were wrecking. Stuart Friesen wrecked. And it took a while for them to finish the race, but then they started saying this Bailey Curry's in fifth. Bailey Curry might get his first career win if he could beat a Kyle Busch. Well, Kyle Busch wasn't going to let that happen. Heck, he wouldn't even let his own drivers beat him, which as a competitor is fine. But as a team owner, it's like, I'd rather promote my team than and win Mm -hmm. championships as a team owner than that. But whatever, I'm not Kyle Busch. The man likes to win. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he likes to win, but at the same time, you have a, we've talked you have about a young this driver, count- John Hunter Nemechek. We've talked about good. this countless times on the show where drivers are coming up the ranks and coming up through the series. And it's just kind of one of those unfortunate circumstances where, no, you're not going to be able to race and you're not going to be able to do this and you're not going to be able to showcase your talent. And if you, and Caroline put it in this way, if you beat Kyle Busch, you beat the best. It's like, well, yeah, but the lower divisions are meant for that. It's for drivers developing skills and, Going up there, not for a driver like Kyle Busch to come down and dominate. Yeah, like, okay, so I know that the people use that excuse, you know, oh, you know, and some drivers will say, hey, I get to race against this person, that's awesome, because I get to learn from them. Well, you don't really get to learn a whole lot if Kyle Busch is out there in the lead and you can't catch him. That's not learning anything. No, I mean, if he's three if seconds he's, in the lead, what, if, are you, what are you learning from him? You're learning what his sponsor is on the back yeah, of his car. if you're car. battling him, that's a different story, but if this guy's like three to five if, seconds if, ahead if of it, you, what? If it Austin Hill, Tyler Akram... A Jordan Anderson, those lower division guys trying to make the names for themselves in the truck series, take out Kyle Busch, their stock would rise and it will rise a lot. And it will be awesome. It would be the equivalent of a Giovinazzi taking out Lewis Hamilton. Whoa. Because that's the way it's kind of coming down to. You remember when Camping World CEO Marcus Lemoyes? Lemonis. Lemonis came out and said, hey, I'm putting a bounty out for Kyle Busch. This was last year pre-COVID, and then it went through, and I think Chase Elliott won it, but that's the problem. Chase Elliott won it. Was it him or was it Harvick it, that put that out? Oh, it was Harvick and 
Oh, Lamotta's probably Lamotis. wanted to match money with it. He too. matched money with it. That's right. Harvick came yeah. out with it. Thank you. You know that that made it kind of interesting. And then COVID happened, and nobody caught in. I remember talking to Brian Barnhill when that happened. He said, "We're not going to be able to get in." And he texted me. He said, uh, "Season suspended." <laughs> Before Bob Hawkrest, I should have tweeted that out. And I would have been like, "God, beat you do it, Bob Hawkrest." <laughs> you know, if something like that, if, I, if I had the money, if I was a multimillionaire, Preston, and everybody out there on YouTube, if I was a multimillionaire, I would personally put out a bounty on Lewis Hamilton and Kyle Busch in the racing series. I'd be like, $50,000, whoever takes out Lewis Hamilton. Oh, I don't know. $50,000 wouldn't be enough over there in F1 money. It wouldn't be. You're talking about teams that are spending like four and five hundred million dollars. Okay, fifty thousand dollars and ride on my private jet. I don't know what you want me to say, Preston. Okay, you're right. Well, maybe I'm going. Maybe I'm going down a path I just shouldn't go down. It's yeah, like, you might ah, be careful. Fifty thousand dollars? What? Is, what does? What would you do with fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the Wise Pro Two or Wise Power Two Hundred. Kyle Busch winning it. Bailey Curry, your noticeable notable finisher, and here's how I rated the race. Only because I listened to this on PRN. These are why the numbers are so high, I feel. Memorability, 6. Excitement, 7. Unpredictability, 2. Competitiveness, 6. And intensity, 7. 5.6 for the overall for the truck series. And that's unfortunate, man. Um, I mean, hey, it is, it is what it is. As fans, this is our job. We're just trying to let NASCAR know. NASCAR, do you hear that? Yeah, I'm try- we're trying to let them know and let us know what you think out there. Yeah. Out there on YouTube right now, should Kyle Busch race in the race in the lower division such as truck and Xfinity? Let us know, and we'll I'm, give you yeah. we'll give a shout out to the best one. Yeah, I'm just I'm just a fan here, just trying to maybe NASCAR might look at it one day. Maybe NASCAR will be looking at us right now. And if you are NASCAR, get ready because <laughs> you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say here soon. Oh boy! <laughs> so, well, then we might as well just get into it. The Bushy McBush Race 400, the race that should have been the In the Marvels Weekly Racing Podcast 400. Yeah, yeah. I just, feel like that would have been a lot better. Yeah, th- no. Th- at the this point, Bushy it McBush is Bush Race 400. It's, this is the insert stupid race name here. 400 is wow. what that is. I'm sorry, but NASCAR let that happen. I know Bush wanted to go with that whole promotional thing, but I mean, like, come on. Yeah, but the Bushy we, McBush race four hundred, which is I mean, uh, whoever came what, up with that. What about it should have been like the Bush race for the farmers or whatever, because that's what it was benefiting was farmers, right? But we're calling it the Bushy McBush race four hundred. Insert stupid name here four hundred, anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, hopefully people at home like that because I'm going to stick with that. Well, one. Well, speaking of Kyle Bush, he did dominate today, winning that race. He he ran a great race. I he was up there in the top five all day. He was right where he needed to be. Kyle Larson, who dominated, leading 132 laps, couldn't get it done again. He did nope. the same thing in Atlanta, dominated that race. Well, he stayed. They, him and um, Kyle Busch stayed out. Well, Denny Hamlin, here's the problem, too. Denny Hamlin looked like he might have been in the lead 30 laps ago. Okay, he's in the lead. Drove it a little too hard. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bump the wall coming off for turn four, and that's when the chaos ensued. That's when the race started getting interesting. When Denny Hamlin hit the wall mm-hmm. and then everybody else was pinning for tires, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson stayed out and then wreck after wreck happened, mainly because of Stenhouse. He was involved in two out of the three final cautions <laughs> Poor Stenhouse, man. <laughs> I think he's just too good for his own good. I think he's I think Stenhouse, and I mean this sincerely, doesn't know where the line is. And every time he races, he's so intense and he's a good driver. He's so intense that he crosses the line all the time in wrecks. Mm. That's just me. Okay. Kyle Busch ending up winning that race. Tenth different winner of 2021. Let's talk about that for a minute. I like Tenth that. different winner in 2021. We're going into our 12th race next weekend at Darlington. I expect to see a different winner who hasn't won before, but a veteran. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and is. Yeah. Maybe. And, and I don't want to see Hamlin or for me, and I'm selfish with my diecast collection here. I don't want to see. Okay. That's, I don't want to see. Fine. I don't want to see Hamlin or Harvick win it. I don't think Hamlin or Harvick are going to win. I think you, out of those two, I the person what, that might have the chance is probably Hamlin. Though. If you want to know more about that, listen to our race day on Hen show at noon on the Unhen Sports Network. We'll talk about that. We're going to give away our secrets here within yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that. But I tenth different winner. We're going to circle back to this and talk about this. How does that? How does that make you feel? Is that good? Bad? It's good. It's a it's a good thing. You know, NASCAR has always been harping on we we need we want winners to get into the playoffs. We've got ten diff, ten winners, in ten ele- different winners in, in eleven, 11 races. races now. Yep. Only one repeat winner in X. Yeah, it's great so far. It's awesome. I love it. But this past weekend was just yeah. Okay, we get another winner, but it's just the, but this the whole, week. This weekend aside, okay, here aside, with Kansas, it's it's good because we haven't seen this in like last year. It was pretty much just Harvick and Hamlin that yep, pretty much just dominated a, the entire. A few years season. ago, it was just Truex, yeah, dominating. Mm-hmm. This year, we've had ten different winners in eleven races so far. One repeat winner. Yep, that's. I mean, NASCAR dubbed it when they have the. It's the greatest season ever so far. It's a pretty good season. So I'm not far, gonna lie. Really good. Now I'm curious to know. Let's say they Darlington, we get another winner such as an Austin Dillon. Let's say he pulls out the upset and Austin Dillon wins the throwback weekend at Darlington. Then the next weekend, why not a Ryan Newman wins? And then a few other ones to where we get to not even the cutoff and we got 16 winners. What if we get a 17th winner? What happens then? Does NASCAR say, okay, you 17 has got to finish in the top 16? In order to qualify. Yeah, you'd have to still finish in the top 16. Yeah, because even if you have a win and you finish outside the top 16 and the chase is up or the playoffs have started, you're out. Yep, sorry, dude. Heaven forbid that's not that's Michael McDowell. I hope it's not. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you know, he's, hey, having, he's, he's having a decent year, but yeah. that, that's really great for the NASCAR. I think that's great for all the hardcore fans and fans looking into it right now about that. Noticeable notable finishers that I saw Tyler Reddick finishing seventh, the Benedetto finishing fifth. Great run for him and Chris Busher finishing eighth. I don't know what it is. I and I also heard this rumor. Speak, speaking of Chris Busher, Roush Racing, there's a rumor going around. It's not confirmed. It's just a rumor. But I want. I, I heard about this. And I was like, oh, that might be cool. 
Brad Keselowski's contract coming up at the end of the year. What if he goes over to Roush, buys a stake in Roush, takes over Ryan Newman's spot, let's say. Mm-hmm. Newman's not getting any younger. He might be retiring. 700th start this weekend. Congratulations to him. What if Keselowski's transitioning to a team owner? He goes over to Roush, gets a half stake in Roush, gets out of the car because there's no heir apparent, according to everybody about that. That Roush has an error to Roush Racing. Mm-hmm. I saw something on Twitter. Somebody posted about during the post race show, Larry Mack had mentioned that Matt Benedetto has an option for another year with Penske. So, what if Keselowski moves Ooh. and the Benedetto slides somewhere in there? Because we already know that Cendric is going to the 21 next year. Right. And he would have to do that in order to stay in a competitive car. The Benedetto, that is. Mm-hmm. He would be a good fit into that historic two car. But everything would ha- is all really dependent on Kozlowski. He's good at Pen- he's good at Penske. He's doing. But I mean, he, his whole career, I for the most part, has been at Penske. Once he got that break, taking over Kurt Busch's ride. I guess we'll. Uh, man, that's just interesting to yeah, think about. Yeah, but think wow, about that. Wild that's, to think about. Silly season's already starting to rear its head. Yeah, we're not even a third of the way through the year. Oh. And now there are rumors that Kislowski might not stay with Penske, go with Roush because he's thinking long term. You see a lot of drivers doing that. I'm surprised mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin, and I don't think Denny Hamlin's going to do this, leaves Joe Gibbs and goes to 23X Die, becomes an owner driver like a Tony Stewart. I could see that happening in the But future. I could see that happening. Or I could just see him just not even driving anymore after that. And just go just, with that. And then somebody's going to fill that car, and I dare say it might be a uh, Ty Gibbs. Okay, no. yeah, all right, that's fine. That's okay, fine. we'll stop there. We'll stop there. See, yeah, I, I need to see more of him. I can't. I can't. I don't want to get on that train again. <laughs> I need to see more. <laughs> but th- this year at Kansas, switching gears here, something was different this year in Kansas, and you can probably blame it on the downforce package and the horsepower package, the aero package in general. Yeah. In general. What was different this year to you it, about it? it? I mean, to me, it just wasn't. It's like I said. It's it totally different. This it whole seemed, weekend. It, this past weekend. Other than the last like 10 laps, which I will get to in a second because I have uh, some things to say, it just seemed kind of like what last year was. It was just the business as usual. The a check in the, the box. Yeah, get out check there, in race, the box. Check in the box. Kyle Larson's dominating. We don't really see a whole lot going on, but you know, then the race changed in the last 50 laps. You know, I mean, all right, I have to say it. All right, say it. I have to say it. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bug the crap out of me. Tyler Reddick. Making a pit stop, a green flag pit stop. Uncontrolled tire. The tire rolls out into the grass. Clint Boyer right. on the TV broadcast says, in my years of racing in the past, usually that calls for an immediate caution right away. We keep racing, no caution. You have guys out there that are still racing, like Chris Busher, who can stay out there for 15 more laps before he really needs to pit. And I think that him and some other people were relying on the caution because then that would help them and benefit them. Then Jeff Gordon says, well... At this point, I don't see NASCAR going to throw a caution until everybody cycles through pit stops. And here's where I have a problem with this. Because when Chris Buescher, the last guy that needed to pit, pitted, NASCAR mm-hmm. threw caution three laps later. Right. And NASCAR, now you're the ball is in your court at this point. You want to tell me that they want to make things exciting. Well, then throw a caution. Because guys are relying on you to throw that caution. Crew chiefs know, hey, there's a tire out there. They're going to throw a caution. We're going to stay out. Keep lapping, everybody. That's pitting now. We're going to stay out. Then we could probably have like seven cars that are lap, you know, on the lead lap. We can pit. We can still be in the top ten like Chris Buescher. Yeah, he finished, what, eighth? Great yep. for him. 
but he was looking for that strategy. Yeah, but then NASCAR it. doesn't want to throw a wrench in anything. Oh, we're just going to wait until everybody cycles through. Then we'll throw the caution. <laughs> Hello? Hey, man. That's str- <laughs> hey, man, that's strategy. But NASCAR just shoot themselves. If they want, if NASCAR wants to personally call me up and explain to me why they did it like that, that's fine. NASCAR is not going to do that. As a fan watching on TV, that's what I got from that. It's NASCAR doesn't want to throw a wrench in anything because they want they don't want anything like that. Right. Hello? That's strategy. That immediately when somebody... When a tire is right there on the infield, Clint Boyer is already saying it. In my years past, they're going to throw a caution for that. Not all they the don't. time. I know, but they didn't. And then all of a sudden, Jeff Gordon's like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if NASCAR decides to throw that caution after everybody cycles through. Sure enough, everyone cycles through. Two laps later, hey, we're going to throw that caution, by the way. Bunch the field up. What are I, we doing? I don't know, man. And then we get all these wrecks in the final 10 laps. There's a caution that comes out with, like, what, five or six to go? And NASCAR's like, yeah, we're just going to take it all the way to green-white checkered. Really? Why are we doing this? Why? Why are we doing this? Sometimes NASCAR? you just got to trust NASCAR. And no, system. I don't trust No, I go back to this. I go back to that rant, and there was a short track incident. I heard this on the Dale Jr. download. Dale Jr. had Mike Mike Hilton on. He was talking about this one time at Bristol. He was complaining, like, why doesn't NASCAR get it going? And Hilton got mad at him, saying, you, you worry about your race car. We'll worry about the race. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of got to trust. There's got to be stuff we don't know. We're not listening to the scanners as fans. It's like, well, that's what I'm trying to, uh, that's what I was hoping for too, but there was nothing there. The tires sitting on the infield, just let every, let's keep racing. But then NASCAR says, oh, we'll throw the caution out after everybody has cycled through the pit stops. That doesn't set right with me. Well, were you listening to NASCAR scanners at the time? No, but there was nothing else happening on the track is what I'm saying. Jeff Gordon is over here saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw that caution after everyone cycles through. I don't think Jeff That Gordon's- is the key to a strategy right there. And then NASCAR goes and throws the caution after everybody has cycled through. You could throw a, that can make an exciting race. Chris Buescher and a couple of the guys are staying out there later for a reason because they think that caution is going to come out because that tire is on the infield. And then they all pit because they have to finally pit. And NASCAR then says, now we'll throw the caution. I mean, hey, man, thank you. (laughs) Hey, man is right. NASCAR is obviously looking for something. They think that they can create some kind of drama at the end. And that's what NASCAR thinks they can do at this point. Ten laps to go, we get all these cautions, and NASCAR's like, ooh, that's our key for drama. Caution comes out, six laps to go. We're going to run this thing all the way down to two to go for a green-white checkered. Yes, it was exciting at the end. We had guys sliding around. Ryan Blaney almost got turned by Kyle Larson, which was cool to see Blaney yeah, save it. Blaney saved that The car. crap out of the car. But I'm just saying, he did better than massive if people aren't done. seeing this writing on the wall that NASCAR does this on purpose, they think that all these green-white checkered flags are the... Are, are the, the answer pro- the are- key? And it's not. It's really not. And I'm getting worked up, and that's okay because I want to let NASCAR know that that is not the damn answer. Hey, man. Thank you. It's not the answer. <laughs> and maybe I'm stuck in early 2000s racing where racing is good, but it's just that's not the answer. Stage racing is not the answer either. This new point system, the new playoff format, 16 drivers, that is way too freaking many drivers. You want a beer? No, I don't need a beer. I just want NASCAR to know. I, I just want them to know, but they're not going to listen. We listen to the fans. No, you don't. You're not listening to the fans. And that's all. I, and one more thing. One the more 3 thing. o'clock start time on the East Coast, that's got to go, too. I'm done. I'm over that. I'm way over that now. Well, Darlington starts at 3.30. So. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. It's, I'm over this, man. You know, I saw somebody tweeted out the other day. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody that reports from NASCAR. And they, oh, it was about the IndyCar race. Because people were complaining about it. Oh, why did IndyCar, IndyCar got its highest rating at 12 o'clock yeah. at St. Petersburg? And someone said, 
Well, how about that? NASCAR's over here trying to start races at 3 o'clock for people on the West Coast. Well, here's an idea. Either don't live on the West Coast or do like I do. I live on the East Coast for Formula One. Sometimes we have races start at 6 o'clock in the morning. Either you record it or you get up and watch it. Hello. If you love your sport that much, you're going to watch it somehow. So NASCAR, <laughs> quit catering to the West Coast fans. I'm done. Out. See you later. Go back to the regular show now, Matt. <laughs> okay. That was Preston's rant on the show. That Sorry, was man. What I, you just, think. I just have to let it. I have to. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep it in any longer. I've... I've had to just think to myself, I'll trust NASCAR in the process. And I just have weeks have gone by and I'm just like, why do we have to start so late in the afternoon? That's why I bet that's why NASCAR's ratings suck so much sometimes for people on the East Coast, because nobody wants to sit there and watch a three or four hour race at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Okay, Preston. <laughs> so sorry. We still got some show to cover here. Let's cover the show now. I'm sorry. I've lost it already. Going into the points after <laughs> going into the points after Kansas, we have six drivers who are not in with wins. We got Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Chris Buescher, and Matt Benedetto in the 16th spot. Drivers on the outside looking in right now, Kurt Busch in 17th and Tyler Reddick in 18th. We've kind of mentioned this before. It's getting down to the point where those six drivers might get a win. I mean, we're talking like Denny well, Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin I think Ham- Hamlin's, Hamlin's going to get a win. win. I think Harvick should possibly get a win. Elliott maybe will get a win. I'm surprised Chase Elliott has But we're talking – I'm talking more so the Tyler – the guys on the 17th on down, the Kurt Busch, Tyler Reddicks. Kurt Busch is what if Kurt interesting. Bu- what if Kurt Busch gets a win? What if Tyler Reddick wins at – Darlington next week. Oh, that would first of all, that would be really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> but anyways, but we're just talking like, what if these drivers from on the outside? I'm talking 17th on down, get the win and bump the the Benedetto, then the Busher, then the Dylan, then Harvick's, then the Elliotts, and the Hamlins out. Yeah, is it far fetched? It is possibility. Absolutely. Because we the, get 16 winners, the that would be final crazy. Race of the regular season is Daytona. Daytona, yeah. Anybody can win that, and everybody's mm-hmm. that's going to be an intense race. Stand by for that one. But how would you rate the Cup race? Oh, <laughs> I, yes. I shudder to think. Memorability five. Okay. Excitement five. NASCAR. The only exciting part was probably those last ten laps. I would say uh, intensity yeah, six. I gave that a little bit of a bump. Competitiveness, yeah, six. I put that in there with towards the end of the race because right. when you stack them up like that, yeah, it's going to get pretty interesting. Things will get interesting. Unpredictability, I gave it an eight because we really didn't know. Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch stayed out. Everybody else, uh, I think it was fifth on back and pitted. I can't remember how many laps. It was like 15 to go or something like that. So we didn't know. Kyle Larson got away, and then we got the cautions, and then Kyle Larson fell back, especially when – he tried to pass on the outside, and then Blaney got a little loose, and we didn't know what was going to happen yet. We could have gotten another caution, so I gave it an eight. Okay. So uh, altogether, it was a six. Okay. It was business as usual at another mile and a half track. I don't mind mile and a half tracks. I really don't. But here's how I rated it. Memorability, six. Excitement, six. Unpredictability, seven. Competitiveness, seven. Intensity, seven. 6.6 for me. Okay, well, that's not too far off of me. It wasn't. It wasn't too far off, but we, so we kind of rated it the same. I say... IndyCar race at Genesis 300 at Texas. I said it last week. I want to see cars on Texas on the oval as far as IndyCar. But it's just one of those things where it was just Scott Texan took the lead and led all but six laps of a 212-lap race. Wow. 212-lap race? 212-lap race at Texas in the IndyCar. Scott Dixon won his first race of 2021, led all but six laps. Mm. 206 of the 212. It sounds like a Martin Truex Jr. from the Coke 600 it years was, ago. 
It it was fun <laughs> to watch. It was very exciting because I like any cars on ovals. I think you're on the ragged edge the whole time. Yeah, and, that's and, a very dangerous thing to do. And they had PJ1 on there, and I guess Firestones don't react well to PJ1 because once they got into it, they spun. It was a crazy race. We saw some crazy passes there through, from Graham Rahal, but it wasn't as much fun. I hyped it up in my head to the point where it's like, this is going to be an amazing race. And it was not. And Scott Dixon got that clean air and dominated. Of course, he won there last year at Texas when IndyCar did come back. But I, I will say this, and I'll keep saying this, IndyCars on ovals will be way better than road courses all the time for me, even though it's kind of the same product of right. if you get in the lead, you're going to dominate. But here's did you did you watch the race? I didn't get to catch the IndyCar race. Well, here's how I rated it. Memorability 6, Excitement 7, Unpredictability 4, Competitiveness 7, and intensity seven six point two. Although it is less than NASCAR's Cup race six at a six point six, the IndyCar race will be the race of the weekend for me because IndyCar is on oval. Always a fun watch, especially right. at a high speed oval like Texas, where it seems like they're just running wide open the whole time, running like two twenty. I can yeah, it's I crazy. Can that. But upcoming, anything else on? <laughs> I dare I shudder to ask anything else on regarding this weekend, Preston. Uh no, no. Uh, wait, are we going to get into that whole All Star format at some point? We'll do that in our final. Thoughts. I forgot to bring that up in the news. That was the one thing that was confusing when right. we first we'll, started. We'll read through that real quick in the uh yeah in yeah, the but, final thoughts segment before we get into our driver of the week in this week in NASCAR upcoming races for this weekend: the Spanish Grand Prix May 9th at nine a.m. We'll be, won't be watching that till the afternoon because you and I will be at Darlington for the Goodyear 400 May 9th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to look for the In the Marvels flag. Yes. Because that will pinpoint where we are. And if you're at Darlington this weekend, come over, talk to us, have a beer. And we'll be... Uh, maybe- Should we show them what the flag looks like? No, no. If, no. if they follow us on tw- on Twitter... Yeah, yeah. Be right, sure to follow right, us on right Twitter. Down here, right there on, on the bottom of the right screen. right there on the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, follow us on all those social media platforms. Yeah. You'll, you'll know what the flag looks like. Yep. And trust me, we'll push it out. We'll push it out. And worry not about that. So the Goodyear 400 from Darlington, that's throwback weekend. Can't wait for that. All three races, by the way, at NASCAR are going to be, all three series at, of NASCAR are going to be at the Darlington Raceway. The Steakhouse Elite 200 at Darlington, May 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And the truck race will be there, the liftkitsforless.com 200 at Darlington, May 7th at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. No IndyCar racing this weekend. That's unfortunate, but four races nonetheless. Cup Xfinity truck and Formula One. Formula in. Formula One. But Preston, anything else before we get into our final thoughts? Uh, no. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to take a moment to remind everybody out there in Indy Marbles Nation about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at Indy Marbles are the voice of racing. If you head over to inthemarbles.net under the Partners tab, there you will find a link to Fanatics, and it will take you right to their NASCAR store, where you can find all your favorite drivers' hats, t-shirts, diecast, and more. But you don't have to just stop there. I buy all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear there, and Preston buys all his South Carolina Gamecock gear there as well. All purchases that help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you the best sports coverage 24-7 at unhingedsn.com. Make sure to head over to the Unhinged Sports Network to listen to your favorite shows, not just in the marbles, but all your sports podcast needs, such as football, basketball, hockey, and yes, racing. That's unhingedsn.com. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. 
final thoughts here. And before we get into our final thoughts of the in the marbles this week, like for us alluded to the playoff format or the playoff format, the all star all star format. I don't know why I'm thinking playoffs because I think this is just mind blowing to the point where it's like you're trying to launch a rocket to the moon. <laughs> I tell you, this okay, is too much. This is going to be the the all star race at Texas lineup. The format is as followed. I think this is from Jim Utter. Yeah, I can't remember who it came from. The race will feature six rounds totaling 100 laps. All right, that's straightforward. It could be four segments of 25 laps each, but what a Starting lineup for round one will be determined via random draw, which they, they should do at every NASCAR race. Yeah, hello, NASCAR. <laughs> Did you miss something else this time? <laughs> maybe, maybe they're doing this as an experiment. We've seen experiments at all-star races before. Maybe this is their experiment. Well, obviously, I, I, they haven't learned I mean, from experiments I, I or something. I doubt it, but this is going to – we'll just see here. Okay, so random draw. <laughs> Rounds one through four will be 15 laps each. Round five will be 30 laps, and the final round will be a 10-lap shootout. So far, simple. At the beginning of round two, the field will be inverted via random draw. Minimum number eight, maximum number of 12. Live on FS1. Okay. <laughs> okay. Round two. Random draw will be also seen live by fans attending the race on the Big Haas TV. Okay, that that was unnecessary. Didn't need that bullet point. Before the start of round three, the entire field will be inverted. If I was the driver dominating round three, I would just go up and go back. And just back and up. And just go to the back of the field and everybody just race for last. <laughs> Don't tell them that it's going to be inverted. Let it be a surprise. <laughs> At the beginning of round four, the field will be Inverted via random draw, minimum eight, maximum twelve. There's another inversion. So what does that mean by minimum eight, maximum twelve? What am I missing? The NASCAR inversion all-star race. (laughs) Starting positions for round five will consist of a cumulative finish from rounds run through four. Here we go with the calculations. Yeah, this is (laughs) the lowest cumulative finisher will start on the pole. Also, just give everybody your trophy now. Oh, you didn't do so well. Okay, you can start the front now. The second lowest is will start second and all the way down. All cars must enter a pit road for a mandatory four-tire pit stop during round five. The starting positions for the final round are set by the finishing positions of round five. Only green flag laps will count in the all-star race. The fastest team on pit road during the mandatory stop will get $100,000, and the race winner will be awarded a $1 million. I'm kind of curious to see. I, I'm just kind of blown away by the fact that it's that detailed. I mean, remember when it was just... Oh, we have three segments here. We have the open. You race in and you win. And you, if you get the fan vote and you're in, great. Yep. And then you just say, okay, it's going to be two stages. It's going to be three stages. Go, go. And it was, it was a lot of fun. What did they try to do here with NASCAR? I don't get it. I mean, I remember simpler times we, when we, we, we had. We might as well just say it like this. Hey, man. Yeah. That's pretty much what this was. We didn't was. even have a Hey Man scheduled, and we've already used that button three times this yeah, episode. I mean, I remember simpler times when it was, you know, uh, Friday night was the Pit Crew Challenge at yeah. Time Warner Cable Arena. Yeah, and they would... And you'd have they, your brackets, oh, and you'd have the best crew at the end of the night. Hey, and now NASCAR's just like, hey, for one stop, whoever's the fastest gets $100,000. Uh, I mean, that's cool. I guess that's cool. I, I mean, like the hey, bracket. I liked it. I liked the bracket thing because you know you could be good in the first round, but that second round, hey, right? Maybe you're not so good. You could yeah, consistency is what consistency. that was. Consistency, yeah, exactly. So, so <laughs> like I said, when I point. saw this all star race format get put out there, Jackson, you're, 
you don't have to. I'm right here, buddy. I, I have to. It's the hands thing. But <laughs> when I saw it get put out there, I was just like, wow, we're doing way too much. And somebody made the point. They said, if we're going to race the same package we've been running, Texas at this point would only be a single groove racetrack. Ooh. Hey, man. So, I mean, did we, are we going to have to? Maybe we just have to wait and see if NASCAR changes the package or something. But at this point, there's a lot going on for that. We're going to invert the field and then invert again. And then we're going to invert another time after this next round. And like you said, I guess we're just going to have to drop to the back so we can get to the front for the next round. And then, and then we're going to get the driver who doesn't do so well. It's like, okay, come on, buddy. You didn't do so hot. Google go up to the I just, front. It just it, it boggles my mind that we're going to go 100 laps, but we have to do it in six different segments. It's going to take 15 hours. Yeah, this doesn't... That's. <laughs> A 15-lap shootout, so the guy in the back is not going to get there in 15 laps at a place like Texas unless we're running that package from Charlotte years ago um, where the whole field was like – it was like watching a mini Talladega. That was really cool. That was really cool. I, I, I like that. Just, <laughs> if NASCAR wants to change up the package so much, throw a restrictor plate on every track, <laughs> make it to where they all just bunched up. They're all bunched up. And <laughs> Texas is the place to do it. It's perfect. Yeah, just bunch them up and go. In the Marbles 2.0 standings. Anyway, anything else before we go on? No, no, we'll get more into that before the Texas All-Star yeah, Race no, Weekend. No, nothing else. In the Marbles 2.0 standings, Matt Camper still in the lead, breaking the 2,000 mark, 2,001 points, SMR operations. I'm back. I'm- 1968, SMR R&D, 1966. I'm in four still, 1876. And now it sounds like I'm just reading years. <laughs> you know, it isn't like that. It feels weird now. <laughs> 43 me, 1840, S-Blaze, 1805, Unhinged Racing, 1775, great year, birth year of the Marine Corps. Truck 8384, <laughs> 1759, Summers Racing, 1634, Smoke and Woody, 1665, Bun 3, 1367, and Shake and Bake, 10049. That camper... Enjoy that lead right yeah, now. Yeah, enjoy okay. that lead. Enjoy Matt. that lead, Matt. I, I, I'm, I'm done. Trying to figure it out. I'm done with it. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. Our driver this week, this week here and in the Marvels is Eric McClure. You just mentioned at the top of the show that he did pass away May second at the age of 42. Yeah, very. We don't know what happened. Age. No official statement on the cause of his death. All we know is that he passed away. Mm-hmm. So Preston and I figured we'd honor him today and. Former driver in the Cup Series as well as the Xfinity Series. In the Cup Series, three races in three years. Barely made a start in the Cup Series. Barely made it up there. First race was the 2004 Aaron's 499. His last race was the 2006 UAW Ford 500 at Talladega. No wins at all. No top tens. Xfinity Series... 288 races over 14 years. His be- his first race was in the 2003 Target House 200 at Rockingham. All right. I, I like that. Last race in the 2016 Power Shades QQQ 300. Wow. <laughs> Who comes up with these names? I don't know. What happened to the good old-fashioned Budweiser 400? <laughs> the Pepsi 400. The Miller Lite 200. <laughs> What happened to this? QQQ 300 at Daytona. One top 10, and that was your driver of the week this weekend here in Indy Marbles. And Preston, since you found it, do you want to do our This yeah, Week in I'll NASCAR? Do the this Week in NASCAR, May the 3rd of 1987, Bill Elliott wins the poll for the Winston 500 at Talladega with a record run of 212.809 miles an hour. I saw that car in the Talladega or Museum, I believe. Was it there? Maybe There's so. There's a Motorsports Hall of Fame right there at Talladega. I think uh, I saw that car. 
Rookie Davy Allison wins the race in his 14th career NASCAR Winston Cup start. The event is marred by a scary crash when Bobby Allison blows a tire and sails into the catch fence. The race was halted for three hours while the fence was repaired. The following race, restrictor plates. <laughs> that, <laughs> so. that was literally, you can mark May 3rd, 1987 as the birth of the restrictor plate. <laughs> yeah. The birth of pack where you're seeing and the infant to the big one. <laughs> so, but that was our show this week and really thankful for everybody who watched on YouTube. Let us know, continue sharing YouTube, share the links and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms right here at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. That's the best place to go. If not in the marbles.net has links to everything, but Preston, you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Uh, no, uh, I'll just apologize for everybody out there. The rant that I went on and, People that listen to the podcast on other platforms later in the week, you'll you'll get to hear it well, too. Well, I, I, here's here's my thing, and I'm I'm okay with rants. I'm okay with not being happy with good racing because every race we we have such an expectation as NASCAR fans, as IndyCar fans, as Formula One fans to see exciting racing because we've all remember that one race we saw where everything was just flipped over on its head. For me, it was Germany. I think 2019 for Formula One, where it was just an amazing race with rain conditions and nobody could get it right, not even Lewis Hamilton. NASCAR, you could probably pick out any Talladega race and say, what a great race. The short track races, well, the, the NHRA or the NRA night race at Bristol in 2019, where Matt Benedetto almost got his first win. You could mm-hmm. say that was an amazing race and that was a great finish and Hamlin beat him. But I remember the driver who finished second, and that was a great race. And then the IndyCar, just now it's starting into that, but I go back to Pocono in 2015. In 2015, I had to look at the ticket there. In my first IndyCar race, and memorable about that day, unfortunately, Justin Wilson was killed, but it was such a great race, and Ryan Hunter Ray won. And it was just a, you know, there was five, six right on the front stretch. It was so amazing. And we have, we see those races. And you get those expectations that high. It's like if the ra- if you're a first time racer and you saw an awesome race, well, your expectations will be every time. Well, the racing is going to be that awesome. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not. I don't blame you for going on the rant that you did, but I will say I think you know we're not NASCAR, we're not Indy, we're not the FIA. We're just two guys talking racing. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just I mean, that should my- that should have been the name of our podcast. And if we ever make a name change, that's what it'll be two guys talking racing. <laughs> It seems so basic. It seems so basic, but, but it seems so simple, I, I, too. I like our name in the marbles because we like to go places where right. we want to go places where nobody goes. And I, yeah, I'm just a fan ranting, but I want, I just, as I know, it, my opinion doesn't matter, but no, your I want to be that person that NASCAR knows that, hey, that guy's obviously upset about it. And I just, I'm just letting you know what well, I think of the way the sport is. First of all, I think your opinion totally does matter. It does hold merit. But instead of just complaining to NASCAR all the time, I think we should say, well, what's the sh- sh- in future episodes? And I hate to kind of do you like this on air, but say, what's the, what's the solution? Okay. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. NASCAR makes some bad decisions. Yeah. And we get specific. It's like, okay, well, what can NASCAR do to change those? Okay. You know, and, and instead of just ranting, which I've ranted too, I'm, if anybody in my family is listening, it's like, they know I sit down, you know, can't, can't do that. <laughs> I'll rant. But at the same time, I mean, it's like my dad asked me one time and it kind of stopping my tracks. Like, well, what would you do? It's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So, okay. 
I think I mean that's cool. You're you're more than fine to have it. I I don't mind you. I want everybody to know on this platform you can have any opinion you want because we aren't political. We call spade a spade, is ball ball, strike strike. It's that simple. I kind of want like I would I would love to hear feedback from our fans though if they want to say something anywhere. Yeah, anytime Especially anywhere in the week. I would. Lo- I mean, hey. I'm all for it. Hey, if you want to come on the show and explain something to us, by all means. Do yeah, you can be too. a caller on the show, but sure. I mean, anything else before we go? It was a uh, nice episode. Do we, do, do we reveal everything that we're doing for Darlington? To, I, I tell to you people? what, you, you, we'll, we'll leave it with this. Here's what we're doing at Darlington. We're bringing a grill. Mm-hmm. We're bringing some food, bringing some beer, bringing some soda. You'll see our flag. Come here and talk racing. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll ask you some questions. Maybe you'll be on our YouTube channel. I don't know. Whatever you want, but come talk racing with us. Come sit yeah, down come and hang, hang out with us. Have a drink with us. I'm looking forward to Darnathan. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to check out Race Day Unhinged exclusively on the Unhinged Sports Network at noon for that. And Preston, anything else before we wrap it up here? Nope. Nothing else. All right, man. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here at In the Marbles. And thank you for stopping by YouTube Live. If you did stop by YouTube Live, we really do appreciate that. We're going to start doing that more and more throughout the running of the show. You head over to InTheMarbles.net for links to all of our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Almost lost it there, Preston, just like Ryan Blaney did. And I'd like to thank our partners, Dr. Squatch, Fubo, Flag and Anthem, and Fanatics for all they do for the show. And Stand Up to Cancer as well. For Preston Lude, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe and have a good rest of the week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.